The House of Wellness, thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Get Smith and Nephew at your local Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Welcome back. You're listening to the House of Wellness. Be sure to phone in 131873. We love hearing from you, and we're going to jump into those calls in mere moments. But first, it's Endometriosis Awareness Month, and today we focus on this painful condition that some one million women suffer from here in Australia. Joining us on the line is Dr. Kate Tyson, gynecologist and director of the Julie Argaru Endometriosis Centre at Epworth. Welcome to the show, Kate. Can you tell us what are some of the latest findings on endometriosis? Uh, Good morning and thanks for the question and thanks for having me on today. Uh, We have so many new and exciting uh, findings relating to endometriosis uh, as more and more attention and funding are coming to research endometriosis. And we are still in the pipeline with so many exciting discoveries, but what we're learning more and more is it's we're moving away from the idea that it's a pelvic condition. So traditional teaching and learning was that it's a condition of glands and stroma that normally live inside the lining of the uterus, living in places where they shouldn't do. And that remains the histopathological diagnosis or the diagnosis that the lab gives us. But more and more through experience and research, we're learning that it is in fact a chronic systemic inflammatory condition with many more effects outside of the pelvis. So for many people, that means things like significant bloating, significant fatigue, um, infertility, of course. And then it'll overlap with lots of other conditions, including food intolerances, headache conditions, and mood disturbances. So real impact on quality of life for people rather than individual pelvic symptoms. Kate, I'm so excited that we're talking about this and that the research is coming along so so much more quickly than it has and the conversation for, for such a long time. I think for our listeners, um, defining endometriosis is something that's really important and also understanding the average age of patients with this because I have many, many friends who are debilitated um, but who were diagnosed later than they perhaps might have been suffering from this. So can you define it and give us some information on the average age of patients? Absolutely. So as I made reference to before, the diagnosis is when you find glands and stroma, so tissue tissue that normally lives in the lining of the uterus, when you find that outside of the uterus. Now that can be in the pelvis, but it has been found in every single body cavity. So it has been found inside lungs, inside hearts, it's been found inside eyeballs, it's been found in all sorts of weird and wonderful places. The vast majority of endometriosis is deposited within the pelvis, so on fallopian tubes, on ovaries, on the lining of the uterus called the peritoneum, not the lining of the uterus, the lining of the peritoneal cavity called the peritoneum. And, And so that is the diagnosis of endo. That's how we confirm it. One of the tricky uh, things with endometriosis is you cannot exclude it with normal imaging. So lots of other diseases, you could do an ultrasound or a CT or an MRI, find something to confirm the diagnosis. We know the opposite is true for endo. So severe endometriosis, meaning endometriosis that buries deep into surrounding structures, whether it's ligaments, whether it's the bowel or the bladder or other structures um, in or outside of the pelvis, that can be seen on imaging. But the most common type, which is called superficial peritoneal endometriosis, can't be found on any form of imaging, which is one of the reasons there's such a long delay to diagnosis. And patients suffer from symptoms, most typically um, painful periods as part of the spectrum of symptoms painful periods along with other associated symptoms. And when seeking healthcare, uh, often, I mean, often there's delays in seeking healthcare because of uh, socio-cultural normalisation of pain in women, Mm. um, plus plus normalisation of pain with menstruation. 
So there's a delay in both seeking care and then when seeking care, there can be a, a normalisation of, of that experience also, um, compounded by normal imaging where, you know, often we say, well, everything looks okay, you know, probably things are okay. But we actually know that endometriosis can still be present and these symptoms can be really significantly disabling for, for young women at the prime of their life, you know, really looking at uh, education attainment, workplace attainment, really, you know, preventing the future of their lives at that really critical time point. Um, instead, they're just completely disabled by, by many, many symptoms. And Thank so the average age at diagnosis, sorry to, to keep talking, but no, the average age at diagnosis no, in Australia is 28. Yes. So, um, And the vast majority of people that come to see doctors or specialists in the clinic, um, they're saying, oh, my first period, you know, when I was 11, when I was 12, I was going to sick pay, sick pay at school, I was fainting, I was vomiting with my period because it was so incredibly painful. And then still at 28, they're saying, hey, like, why is this the case? So really long delay to diagnosis still. No apology needed, Kate, because that, that <laughs> information is just so important because, you know, I've got three girls and, and you just look at women's health generally and this this um, almost impression that, it's well, it's just normal, it's just going on with your life. And I was reading the other day about a new, newly approved drug on the PBS called RICO. Mm. Does this offer some new hope in the treatment of endometriosis bearing in mind it's often a long sentence of chronic pain and cramping absolutely so we uh, you know in my space was very excited when Riaco was licensed in Australia so it is a medication that includes uh, medications that we often have to give separately at quite significant cost to the patient and one of the downsides of Riaco at the moment is the cost so it's still about $130 a month uh, out of pocket for the patient so it's very expensive um, it combines a medication which induces temporary and reversible menopause, so it completely shuts down the patient's uh, inherent hormonal uh, cycle from the ovaries, but then it gives back additional estrogen and progesterone to counteract some of the side effects of the menopause medication and protect their bones and heart from long-term mm -hmm. complications of being menopausal. So patients, you know, one of the challenges in the endometriosis space is the lack of investment in research up until now of adequate therapeutic agents without side effects. So unfortunately, many patients suffer severe side effects from some of the hormonal medications that we have available to us. Mm -hmm. um, and so this right echo medication uh, replaces some of the more tricky manipulations we've had to, to do in the past, but it is significantly limited by cost, unfortunately. Kate, thank you so much for being on our show today. I want to share some important links for anyone who might want some more info on the Endometriosis Centre at Epworth, just head to epworth.org.au and you'll click our services and then look for the Endometriosis Centre. Plus, during this month, you'll see a lot of women wearing yellow and that's because Endometriosis Australia is running a fundraiser called March Into Yellow. And for more information, you can head to marchintoyellow.org.au. Let's jump to Judy in Eastern Suburbs. Good morning, Judy. Hi, Judy. Oh, good morning, Doctor. Um, just a quick question. Now, I'm in the real dilemma about taking vitamin K2. Yes. Um, I'm, I've got arthritis in that, and I, I currently take Panadol Osteo for the soreness and that. But I'm just worried with the K2, would that make the swelling of the joint worse? You know, with the calcium and everything going more into the bones and strengthening them? No, it won't. It won't, Judy. And we're going to have a short discussion on K2 shortly. Be reassured, if you want to take K2, it's, it's only going to help your joint, not adversely affect it. 
Keep those calls coming in, 131873. We're going to get into more calls after the break. That's right here on the House of Wellness. You're listening to the House of Wellness right across Australia. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the home of real brands and real savings. Looking for the optimal wound dressing? Try Offsite Post-Op from Chemist Warehouse. The advanced waterproof dressing helps manage the wound's moisture levels to help wounds heal faster and reduce scarring. It's also easy to apply and lasts up to seven days, helping minimise dressing changes. Try Australia's best-selling waterproof wound dressing, Opsite Post-Op at Chemist Warehouse. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day.